experience the reality of the gospel and receive light, life, and the joy of the Holy Ghost. As you listen to today's message, Danny Doku, a real blessing to you. Just lift up your hands and just thank Him that this morning you received from the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Lift up your hands and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, this morning I'll be taught the word of God. My spirit is alert and I shall receive the engrafted word of God. I will not be offended with the word of God. I will allow it to change my life. If you believe what you just said, can I get a very big amen? All right. We're continuing with our series, Praise God. We've been talking about the partnerships. And we talk about partnership with Christ. We continue on Friday night. Most of you are missing Friday night. Ask somebody, why are you not coming for Friday night? Oh, I don't know. It's our church, so let's feel free. Look at somebody and say, Oh, Friday night at Chapa. All right. It's a good one, right? All right, so we're continuing. We're talking about our partnership with the Holy Spirit. John chapter 4, John chapter 14. Verse 16, from the Amplified, John 14, from the Amplified. He said, and I will ask of the Father, and he will give you another helper. Praise God. It means that Jesus himself was their helper. So Jesus is going, he's telling them about his death. And he's about to leave, and he's telling them that, look, guys, I'm about to leave here, but I don't want to leave here and leave you people just like that. So I'll ask the Father to give you another helper. That helper will come in to do exactly the way I would do it. Praise God. And he said, this helper, when he comes, he shall be a comforter to you. And on Friday night, we knew, we understood how we can receive comfort from the Holy Spirit. If you didn't come, that's your loss. An advocate, it means that he can stand in for you. He can be your intercessor, and the Holy Spirit is interceding for us. The Holy Spirit can be your counselor. Can I get a very big amen? He can counsel you into things of this life. He's your strength now. When you don't have strength, the Holy Spirit can energize you. Hallelujah. With strength in your inner man. Then he can be your standby. Glory to God. Now, let's go. Romans chapter 8. I'm just giving you the foundation to what we're talking about from Friday night. Now, let me start from Acts chapter 1. Basic. I have to build a foundation. Acts chapter 1 verse 18, he says that, but ye shall receive power. Somebody say power. power, power, power. Uh, are you in church? Most of you drank cocoa coming to church this morning. Look at the way you are done. Shake somebody and say, hey. 
You are in church, But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the outermost part of the earth. Praise God. The Holy Spirit will come upon you to receive power. Tell somebody you receive power. Say, I have received power from the Holy Spirit. Now, immediately you get born again, one of the experiences you have to have is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit must come upon you. And when it comes upon you, it is not like the Old Testament one that he just remains on you. When we lay hands for you to receive the Holy Spirit, he comes upon you, then he resides in you. So when you get born again, you must receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And when you receive the Holy Spirit, the first thing is that you receive power. I am powerful. Say it. I want you to say it to yourself. Some people still don't believe they are powerful. Say, I'm very, very, very powerful. Look at somebody and say, do you know how powerful I am? He said, do you know how powerful you are too? Can I say, oh, hey, we are powerful power. But you shall receive power. I have received the power. I, look, when you study the Bible, take the Bible the way it is. Don't try to. The Bible says you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Has the Holy Spirit come upon you? Some of you don't know whether the Holy Spirit has come upon you or not. Has the Holy Spirit come upon you? Say the Holy Spirit has come upon me. And because he came upon me, I have received the power of the Holy Spirit. Say I've received the power of the Holy Spirit. So now when the power comes, the power is not so that you can be removing things and be showing people how powerful you are. When somebody does something, you say, I declare you shall die tomorrow by 7 p.m. He said, the power is that ye shall be witnesses. Because in the witnessing of our kingdom, you must carry power. Because we are not telling stories. The Jesus, the gospel is not a storytelling thing. If we say Jesus heals, brother, Jesus got to heal. You can't go to some village and tell them that Jesus is a healer when they have seen their native doctor healing diseases. So you say Jesus is a healer, my God, you are supposed to demonstrate it. And you don't have any power of your own. See, I don't have any power of my own. The power is the power of the Holy Ghost. Say it again, let me hear it. And you shall receive power and say you shall be witnesses. Whatever we are doing here, we are being witnesses of the Holy Spirit. And witnessing of the gospel. And as we witness, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. If not, we will not be effective witnesses. There are Jehovah witnesses. They don't need power. But if you are Christ's witness, to witness about the gospel, then you need power. And you have received the power. Somebody is sitting on, some of you, the power you are carrying, heavy dose power, but you are not using it. Imagine there is a big generator in your house, 100 kVA, in your house, and the light goes off, and you are still switching a lantern. That's how most people are. They carry power on their inside. But they don't stir it up. And prayer is what brings out the ignition. And when I pray, I'm putting on that generator. That power that is on my inside. And when I put it on, 
Believe you me, when I speak, I make changes. So the Holy Spirit, I'm in partnership with the Holy Spirit. He gives me power so that I can witness. He didn't give me the power so that I can keep quiet. He gave me power so that I will not keep quiet. Christianity actually is a talking staff. If you don't know how to talk in this kingdom, you will lose. Tell somebody you got to really talk. And prayer is one of the ways. When we are praying, what are we doing? Huh? I don't like the way you are telling the guy. Tell him when you pray, what are you doing? Say, I'm talking, I'm talking. Say, I'm receive, I've received power. How many people have received the power of the Holy Ghost? If you receive it, say, then I have power on my inside. Yeah. And I pray that most of you will step up there. And as you witness, you speak about the Lord Jesus Christ. That power of the Spirit will be at work. And you see, the disciples received it. And did we see the power at work? When they were in the upper room, they prayed. The Bible said they were clothes of tongues as of fire landing upon their head. Tongues of fire. Hallelujah. It was landing on their head. And they received power immediately. Peter, who was not bold, became bold. So when that power comes, you become bold. You want to step into a business area you have not. We think this is for just our prayer life. You want to step into a business area you have not ventured before. Confidence is good. But sometimes you need the energy of the Spirit. Hallelujah. To be able to step up in faith. And the Holy Spirit is in that partnership to help you. Say the Holy Spirit is in partnership to help me. I'm a powerful Christian. Some people don't know they are powerful, so say it. Very powerful. Very, very, very powerful. So sometimes when somebody doing something with you, he says, I'll go to the water region. Just laugh. Tell them that you know who I am. Tell them that all the powers combined in water region plus Benin, they cannot compare to the power that is in me. Because he that dwelleth in me is greater than he that dwelleth in the voter. Hey, the voterians will beat me today. Or he that dwelleth in the north, or the south, or the east. There is power on my inside. One day, there's a gentleman that I knew that somebody put some carries, wrote his name on it, and wrote some things, and put it at his door. The guy couldn't come out. He couldn't come out. He called me and said, man of God, they want to kill me. I said, there is power. He said, man of God, you come and take it first. Because we fear the power of the enemy. The power of the enemy is corrupted. But we have the real power. So I will not be afraid of what the enemy is doing. The way to get Ghanaians is to say, don't urinate on the wall. Don't urinate. Don't urinate. Even police even stand there urinate. But right, don't urinate on the wall by Togbi Kakaka. And put some red thing on it. Everybody will pass by. Because they fear. <laughs> oh, Sampo say, ah. Because they fear it. But there is power. <laughs> say, I carry power on my inside. Say, I will not be afraid of witchcraft power, demonic powers. Any power from anywhere. I am an overcomer and the Holy Spirit is dwelling in me. I do have the mentality 
that there is power on my inside. Can the amen be loud that? Because sometimes the enemy can trick you to make you feel like because you didn't pray today, there's no power. Because if you hear messages like that, a powerless Christian, a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. The day you don't pray, now somebody says, then I don't pray at all. That's what another person is hearing. Say, ah, I'm powerful, so I don't pray. No, you still got to pray. Now, you are a Ghanaian, whether you eat or not. Does that mean that you eat? You still have to eat because you need energy to move about. So you are still powerful because you have received the Holy Spirit. And that settles it. But the Spirit in me will help me, energize me. And when I pray, I make that power available so that other people can benefit. So that even me, I can benefit. Can the amen be louder? Say the Holy Ghost is in me. And I've received the power. Ask somebody, how powerful are you? You are very powerful. One day I had a problem with some guy. He says, going for that region. I said, wow. I like things like that. I like things that challenge me. I said, wow, you want to go to Volta? Oh, my goodness. He tried to spark his car. I said, no, we are standing here. Yeah, yeah. Because you won't even get there. I said, do you know who I am? Sometimes you have to say it. Do you know demons don't know who you are like that till you say it? If you don't tell them how powerful you are, they will think that you are not powerful. That's why we make faith confessions. So sometimes you have to brag in the spirit. If you cast one demon out, tell the other guy, you see that demon, I'm the one who cast him out. They'll be afraid, say, ah, this guy, God will be afraid. They'll pass by your house. When they reach your house, they'll just move. <laughs> because you are not talking, so the demon don't know who you are. You see, when Bishop Arjuna Sari is coming to pray for the sick, with his tiny voice, you say, if there is any death and dump here, any sickness in this place, Satan, you know me. I say, wow. You know me. You know that I don't come in my name, but I come in the name above every other. Let deaf ears open. That is how devils listen. The command of the spirit. Because he knows what is inside. Do you know what is inside? Say the Holy Spirit is inside me. Can the amen be louder? Now church of you and say, I command bad situations out of my life by the power of the Holy Ghost. If you have said it, so shall it be. Oh, clap your hands if you can. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. The Holy Spirit comes in to help us in our weaknesses. He's our number one helper. So you realize that our partnership with the Holy Spirit, he does more for us than we can do for him. Imagine you are in love with somebody who's, who, who is able. Ah, especially if you're a lady. You marry an able man. You will live long. Able man. He's financially able. He's spiritually able. He's romantically able. The guy is just able. You live longer. When you are walking, oh, you, you, even if you are not wearing heels, you start walking like that. <laughs> but that is what the Holy Spirit is doing for us. He is able. And if you say he is able, he is able. Well, how much can we do for an unable person? We can do much. So he said, likewise, the Spirit also 
helps our infirmities, meaning in our weakness. For we don't know even what we should pray. So sometimes you come to prayer, you yourself don't even know what you should pray about. So sometimes what you think is that I need a car. So you come to prayer, Father, give me a car. And maybe the way you are praying, you will not receive the car. But the Holy Spirit can help you to pray, Father. And as you are praying, you are actually calling somebody. Because the car is with the person. And if that person comes to your life, you get a car. Or the Spirit can lead you to pray about a job or a contract. Because if that job comes, you get a car. Can the amen be louder? Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our... Infirmity means that weakness. Until you understand that you are not that strong. I explained on Friday. Say, I am not that strong. My strength is in the Spirit. Huh. That's why some people on there, they can vow me. Oh, just kiss him on his forehead and say, you're a weak man. Don't, don't stay in your strength. Allow the Holy Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit. He's the one that can help you. So likewise, the Holy Spirit help us in our infirmity, our weakness, the limitations of our mind. You're going to write an exam and all you're doing, Father, I want to get an A limitations of your mind because that's what you think you need sometimes what you think you need is not what you actually need you are praying about a spouse you are saying I want a tall, dark and handsome man but probably that is not not what you need tall, dark and handsome is according to your socialization what you have seen, what you have watched so they tell you that that is what you need but probably that is not what you need, it's what you want There are things you need and there are things you want. But the Holy Spirit, even in your weakness, he is helping us. For we don't know what we should pray for as we ought. It means that there is a way we should pray. But the Spirit, if we come into partnership with him, he said, but the Spirit himself maketh intercessions with groanings which cannot be uttered. And this is where there have been a banter all over the world. Whether people should pray kayaho or they should pray, I don't know. <laughs> pray whatever you can pray. Because what you call groaning maybe might not be my groaning. So I cannot describe what your groaning should be. So that I don't make a doctrine out of it. So if somebody is groaning, it's, it's him. Somebody it's him. You know? The spirit works with everybody differently. One day I was watching a video and I saw the guy praying like that with all his energy. And I look at him and I said, God, why can somebody be praying like this? What is he looking for? And the Holy Spirit told me, no, no, leave him. You won't pray like that. But probably if that guy doesn't pray like that, he won't get the answer. Because he's used to it. Some people, if they are coming to prophesy, if they mention one name and you people don't jump around, they can't continue. So I used to criticize the God, say, No, allow. Let them jump. When they began worship my name, you play song and jump so they can continue. It's good for him. Because he cannot continue. Somebody too doesn't mind. So let's be careful how we deal with the things of the Spirit. So somebody can come to church, somebody is and you say, I don't know why you're in the home, baby, 
the spirit will not move on him. Afo you can do kalis kamano salientala isu kalete alumba kis kalos e fulemis kalashka. You two to move for you. So tell somebody, leave me alone. <laughs> Say, allow me, allow me in the house of God. Yeah, because the Spirit of God deals with that differently. Really, I don't like a church where people like falling. I, don't, I really don't like it. But if one or two people fall, we'll leave them. There are places if people don't fall, that day the Holy Spirit is in my mouth, sorry. Because people must fall. People must break chairs. Let them break all the chairs. Day to that is how the spirit will work for them. Praise God. Now, even those in the prophet, even those in the prophetic ministry, the simple gift of prophecy, there are people when the simple gift of prophecy comes, they cannot stand. It's ecstatic. They'll be shivering. Say, my children, my children, I am here. And someone say, why is the person shivering? Allow the person to shiver. Get the message. Forget about the person shivering. Somebody to just stand there quietly and release. Everybody's different. Tell somebody, if I shiver, leave me. If I shout, leave me. Now, like we are in church like this, I can be teaching somebody to shout, Amen! Glory! Somebody say, look, look at how he's disturbing the service. <laughs> if that person too does, that's why in the church we have to be a little Libra. But if the person is going beyond, then we can stop. So something gets to love the person. Somebody watch your teaching say, Oh, look at them. The person will be at the best. Shout glory! Then somebody will be looking at him and a nice lady can sit by him and just. No. Tell somebody, Allow me. The same way with dancing. The spirit can move somebody. We are playing so. Somebody to the honor of any say. Can't watch any watch Tell somebody, allow me. Shake somebody, say, let's allow ourselves in the house of God. Can the amen be louder? Clap your hands and shout glory to God. So likewise, the Spirit himself helps us in our feeling. He makes groanings. Groanings. And when we are praying, sometimes you don't know words cannot come out. I think the first person that we saw prayed that even in the Old Testament was who? Hannah. The Bible says she opened her mouth and words couldn't come. Short of words. How much vocabulary do you know to talk to God? A spiritual God... How much vocabulary do you need to go into convincing about the guy you want to marry? To convince God? No. That is why speaking in tongues is the best kind of prayer. Because you don't know what you should say. So you come, and the Bible says, as you're speaking, you are praying the exact will of God. So somebody who speaks in tongues one hour is praying exactly the mind of God. One day I was praying with a brother, and he began to speak in tongues. He began to speak in tongues very loud, wild tongues. There are some tongues you can know that God is there. You can just know because it, it's, it just changed. His tongue just rolled up. 
began to speak. So immediately I stood back and I just, God opened my ear, I began to hear him. And I understood everything he was saying. So when he came down, I said, brother, you were just saying in the spirit that your mother has been having a mental problem for 39 years. And as you just pray, I saw the chains broken. You can call your mother now. Oh, clap your hands. That is the spirit. When he called the mother, the mother was fine. The brother said, we don't know what happened to her, but she walked to the kitchen by herself. Sometimes they'll just chain her because when she gets crazy, and the mother has been fine ever since. Nobody prayed for the mother. Because at that moment, the guy became the vehicle. There are times that God wants to use you as the vehicle of change. 3 a.m. that you are up, you just go and put on Netflix. The Holy Spirit is, you know, you don't know why you cannot sleep. You want to be a vehicle. There is a change coming. But the Holy Spirit looks for you. And you are watching Netflix at 3 a.m. Some people wake up at midnight, 1 a.m. And all they do, just take their phone and be watching videos. 12 midnight. At that time, the Spirit is waking you up. He wants your body to become that vehicle. That when you speak in tongues, you wake up, something is changing. That is why he said that he does speak in tongues. You are speaking mysteries. If some of you had learned to even pray in tongues just one hour every day, you would have solved many of your life complexities. I hope you are blessed by today's message. To correspond with Reverend Danny Doku and receive more of such anointed teachings, you can visit dannydoku.com or download the Danny Doku Digital Pool on Google Play Store or App Store for your iOS devices. You can look us up on any of our social media handles, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or contact us on 055-820-2278. 055-820-2278. 